This is The Playbook. Uh, for those of you who don't know David Meltzer, uh, he's an author, entrepreneur, investor, philanthropist. Um, he's the founder of Sports One Marketing. He's one of my mentors. I've learned so much from him and uh, super excited to have him here. Today, we're going to be talking about how to build a community, how to grow a community, how to build a social following. Um, and I know Dave's you know, built one of the, I mean, I think biggest communities for entrepreneurship, probably up there with Gary Vee and some of these other, um, you know, some of these other influencers. So uh, I guess the first question, Dave, for people who are kind of, you know, I guess, looking to start growing a community, um, what would you suggest for them? Or if you want to share how you got started initially with it, um, or what led you to really wanting to uh, kind of start growing a community and, and a social following? Yeah, and thank you so much, Michael, for having me here. Super excited about the platform, super excited about what you've been doing and are doing and will do and what you're becoming, because I've been blessed to be here from the beginning. So uh, equally uh, to see the growth is uh, for me an accomplishment to elevate others, to elevate myself. Um, but to that measure, I don't think there is a better time to start a community than right now. Uh, and this was told to me by Gary V. Uh, I have a great story about uh, I was helping AJ Vaynerchuk with starting their sports agency because that's my skill and uh, experience from running the notable sports agency with Lee Steinberg and one of the global sports marketing companies with Warren Moon. Uh, but it was really funny because I invited them to the Nike suite and I was sitting with AJ and all of a sudden people got super excited in the Nike suite, six Super Bowls ago, by the way. And they were like, oh my gosh, Gary Vee is here. And I turned to AJ and I said, oh, who does he play for? And <laughs> uh, he started to laugh. He goes, are you kidding? And I go, no, 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 no. What's a Gary V then? And he goes, what's a Gary V? I go, yeah, what's a Gary V? He said, that's my brother, Gary Vaynerchuk. And I said, oh, he goes, he definitely needs to meet you. And so I sat down uh, with Gary V six years ago and he told me the same thing. Hey, I'm a big fan of yours, David. Uh, I've read your book. I listened to your radio show. I had a sports blender radio. He's a big sports fan. And he said, but you need to build a community. You need to start a podcast and post content. And I was like, dude, there's 200,000 podcasts. Why would I do a podcast? Uh, and he set me on a course uh, of a co-mentoring relationship. We've carried now six and a half years. Uh, both mentoring each other almost every week uh, and have become, you know, close friends. He jokes around, he goes, David Meltzer is my best friend. And I said, you got to really up your standards if I'm your best friend. But we're close friends and we help each other build community. Um, and the way that you build community is number one, note, there's no better time to build a community than now. Two, it's actually understanding who you are. Um, mm. This is the core foundational principle that everyone needs to learn to build a community because most people try to build a community to please the community, to be what the community wants us to be. And that's not how a community, that's how a community used to be built when you didn't have access to 7.6 billion people. Uh, you had to cater to whoever lived in your county or was at your golf club or belonged to you, you know, your fraternity or, or whatever it was. That's how we build communities in the past, not today, Today, you build community by really honing in on your essence, your frequency, your fingerprint. And 
I have over the last six and a half years really got great clarity on what that essence is because obviously everyone out there is going, Hey, Michael, okay. I'm supposed to know my essence, my frequency, my finger. What, what is, here's the best way. Start notating your skills, your knowledge, not just of what, but who that's important as well. And your desire, right? Your inspiration, your desire. And as you accumulate knowledge of yourself, your essence of what exactly are my skills, what are my knowledge of who and what, and my desire, all of a sudden you realize that you really enjoy and you're really good at opening up toys on YouTube. And next thing you know, your frequency of opening up toys on YouTube has 5 million subscribers. That's how it happens. It's not, oh, I'm gonna please everybody. It's what are my skills, my knowledge and my desire and then start doing four things. Number one, capturing it. Uh, we capture it, and there's two components to capture. One is capture your essence, but also capture what you're doing during the day, because both will be utilized in the future. One to be published and promoted, the other to be perpetuated, and I'm gonna get into that later. So capture is very important. Two, modification, obviously, the entree platform needs to be modified in a certain way. LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh, Facebook, Reels, they all have to be modified. And so what we wanna do is make sure that we have a strategy to capture, both promote and publish and perpetuate, then also to modify. And then we build the community that is inherent upon itself to build the community, meaning that we empower others to empower others to blank, minds to be happy, to make money, help people and have fun. But the amplification is the community amplifying within itself the community. And that's what creates the exponentiality of growth that allows you to have patience in order to build the community and not expect 2 million people to watch you opening up toys on YouTube in a week. It just doesn't happen that way. But the community itself inherently will provide an exponential of outcomes. And then finally, uh, utilizing uh, the perpetual nature, which I told you I would get into, that the rabbit hole builds upon itself a rabbit hole. So the more uh, content that you promote and publish, the more community members you'll have because you'll have more points of entry and more sustainability and retention by having more content that's perpetually up there. Now, here's the nuance. I'm going to give everyone a secret uh, right now that'll be worth the time that you're spending in here that nobody's thinking about. Everyone, including Andre, including me, including you, we all should have burner accounts. And what I mean by burner accounts is you should have landing pages that nobody knows about, that you don't promote, that you don't publish. It's out there though, on the internet. You should have Instagram accounts that you don't promote. You should have a Facebook account that you don't promote. You should have a YouTube account that you don't promote. And you should publish up onto those burner accounts, every piece of content that is about you and your essence, unedited. Now, let me tell you why. I know people are like, why would you waste your time? No, 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 no. If you understand the greatest servant that all of us have been given in order to effectuate community, it's called artificial intelligence. You see, here's the power 
of publishing onto burner accounts, not just the perfect edited, promoted and published content that you put on your platform and all others, but the reason that we perpetuate this content is AI is so smart that it can gather all data points on you and your community, even if it's not promoted. Why is that important? Because when I wrote the book, Don't Do Business With Dicks, all I have to do because I have so much content published, promoted and unpromoted onto these accounts that all I had to do was say, hey, write me a 350 page book called Don't Do Business With Dicks. Make it perfectly edited to, through every great editor and publishing consultant out there. And I want the first chapter to be about surrounding yourself with the right people. Use this lesson and these stories and stories like these stories to write that chapter. Lesson two, surround yourself with the best ideas. Use this lesson and this story and stories like it and go through the 10 chapters and 350 pages with the intro and a conclusion, perfectly edited for the Library of Congress approval and make it as if David Meltzer, speaker, author, and entrepreneur wrote this book. I have now went from zero to one, what used to take me six months to get to, now I get a better product in six minutes because I have understood not only capturing content, not only modifying content, not only amplifying content, but the perpetual power of content that builds community upon community and allows me to use the greatest servant ever given us in order to effectuate the first month, the first mile, or the zero to one that usually is the hardest part of doing anything. Wow. That was, uh, that was quite the the the, the uh, warm up there <laughs> um, <laughs> amazing i i dropped uh those four key tips in there um the ai piece was i mean super interesting and, and i'll send everyone the the stage theory that i use this is what i named it because if you yeah. believe like shakespeare thousands of years ago the whole world is your stage then you'll understand yeah. these four so if they want to email me put it in the in there as well david at dmelzer.com and then I'll send out the stage theory so that everyone gets all the nuances of it as well. Fantastic. Yeah, I'll have, um, Sean, if you, if you can put in also um, the links uh, for Nick wants to drop them to, um, to your free training and all the other things that you have going on <clears throat> as well. Um, or also if you want all of that and also the updates when David's doing meetups and stuff, join his uh, community here on Entra. We, uh, I'll drop the link to that as well. Um, it's going to be, you know, we're continuing to help Dave grow that, uh, communities is going to be a huge part of, of Entra as we, as we continue to grow, we have, um, I think almost like 500 people in Dave's community now. Uh, so we're, we're just getting rolling. We have, I think there's like 12 communities now with over a thousand members. So, uh, we're excited to like continue growing that. Um, Dave's dropping, um, and his team are dropping like exclusive content in there. They're dropping all the new episodes, uh, to his podcast when those come out and then meetups and things when Dave's traveling. I know you guys just did one in New York and I think Chicago as well. Billy, yeah, New York, Chicago, UK, Israel, Scotland. Uh, so yeah, we're going to do Toronto. Everyone's invited in the Entre community to join me not only at a meetup in Collision in Toronto next week, but a VIP dinner, 
Baron Davis, you know, just a variety. We had one in Indy. I mean, it was Jim Quick, Tom Bilyeu, Austin Eckler, Michael Chandler, Jeff Hoffman from uh, Priceline, Fenster, and Fleischman joined us. It was, these go off, these VIP dinners. So don't miss us. We'll give exclusivity to the Entree audience and community. Just reach out to us. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, I I went to the one in uh, Vegas when uh, when we did the uh, in person office hours in your studio, and it was it was awesome. I mean, I met uh, a lot of really cool people from that, and uh, yeah, it was incredible. I'm gonna try to get to another one here soon for sure. But uh, we'll we'll get into um, let's get into some uh, some Q and A here. I know your times uh, your times tight, so we have about 12 minutes or so left um we'll we'll get into some questions here um we have a i think this is a really cool question um from keaton um how do you find your essence you mentioned that a couple times yeah uh, i mean essence, I, I feel like essence is a really great word I, I haven't heard that too much um a lot of people say purpose and passion and, and these other words um i like the word like bliss i think that that's a, a that's a cool word as well and i think um you know but if you want to explain essence and Maybe if people are having a, a tough time uh, finding that, um, how would you suggest they, they approach it? Yeah, well, I think, first of all, we have to put it into pragmatic terms, whether it's joy, essence, some uh, woo-woo types of terms or ethereal type of ideas. And the best thing, and I use quarterbacks. You know, I'm a sports guy, Michael, so I apologize. Uh, but, you know, we had some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, uh, Steve uh, Young, Troy Aikman, Warren Moon, just to name a few. And these guys were pretty good. But I remember learning about essence of a quarterback. And it was explained to me the essence of a quarterback where you have to find the basements of people. And when I say that, I mean, and I'm going to use an unfair comparison of me and LeBron James. And only because LeBron James and I, we were born in the same hospital in Akron, Ohio. Uh, but more importantly, when it comes to speaking, I have a very high essence. I was born with this skill and charisma and knowledge to speak on stage. It was almost natural, you know, when I was standing in front of my family uh, at dinners that I could, you know, take and capture the attention and the energy and the emotion. It, it is a basement of mine that's very high. LeBron James was born with a very high basement when it comes to basketball. Now, we may both be born with the same desire to be great basketball players. And I could live my life making it a priority to be a great basketball player, even though my basement is very, very low. My essence is very, very low in basketball. Now, if I want to value the delta in my life of basketball, then I should prioritize basketball my whole life and just be satisfied that I was born with this low basement, but achieved a higher level of success than anybody would have imagined in basketball. But that success would be far, 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 far below uh, LeBron James' basement and vice versa as far as speaking goes. He, he can speak every day of his life. He's not going to surpass my basement of speaking. And so when we're looking at our essence, one, evaluate not just the skills and the knowledge of who and what, 
but at what level it's aligned with the higher basement because your basement's determined by your skills and knowledge, but the delta is determined by your desire. And when we can combine a high basement, like LeBron James did in basketball, with an extraordinary desire or delta, you now are in the elite of the passion, purpose, and profitability. And so what I encourage people to do is to search out not just the skills and the knowledge, but how and what level those skills and knowledges are at, and then combine the desire to create the delta for an ultimate outcome. And that's your essence. I love that. I think that that's, uh, yeah, I think it's really powerful. I think it, it's just a self-reflection in, in a lot of ways and like understanding, yeah, deeply at the core, you know, who you are, gifts, all of that, all of that stuff. But, and also like you're in, and I think it can, do you think it can change over time as well? You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Cause you can remember, you're never going to overachieve your own self-image. And so we really don't know for sure our basement in some things. Now, when you're five foot seven and you don't have a great vertical leap, you know, you, you know that you're going to be aligned with a lower basement for basketball. But it doesn't mean that Spud Webb, you know, didn't have a huge delta. And he was 5'7". You know, Muggsy Bogue was 5'4". Um, but statistically, are, were those guys going to be better off, you know, doing something else? Yes. But there again, right, they had that desire and they went ahead and didn't limit their own self-image. Now, I did it in football. And I was in average, I've been told by my uh, coach in college that I was actually below average, but I'll just say average, I'll brag. I was an average division three football player because of my, my but I, that's still the greatest Delta I've created in my life from my basement to my ceiling. It's in my opinion, the greatest Delta I, I've had so far. And I tried to uh, compete with that Delta in other things like helping others, my entrepreneurial knowledge, other areas that I'd love to be able to get that delta by the time I'm done playing. Yeah, I think it's a great analogy. And I think, um, yeah, I, I think I, I would encourage everyone to kind of like think through that too. I think that, that that can be really, really helpful. I tell people all the time, it's like now too, it's like it's important to understand that basement when you're starting uh, you know, business and stuff as well, because it, I think if you understand that, it will help you a lot. Um, It'll be a lot faster get to where you truly want to go, not what you where you think you want to go as well. Yeah. Um, you can think where you want to go or better, and that's okay. But don't just guarantee emotional attachment to an outcome saying, this is where I'm going. Exactly. Yep. 100%. 100%. Um, fantastic. Well, we got another question here. This will probably be the last one, and then we can uh, we can wrap up, and you can share where people can uh, learn more about everything that else that you're doing or if you got any new updates, uh, feel free to, to share those as well. Um, so we have a question here about um, how, to re how to reframe failures as lessons. Obviously, a lot of successful people talk about like risks, failure, all of that. Um, it's important for success, but how do you, I guess, how do you look at those or how do you reframe them? Uh, I guess more mentally too. I, I think that's, that's a big challenge to overcome i mean even myself it's like it's not fun failing so uh you're it, looking at the biggest failure you ever meet i don't know many people that have lost over 100 million dollars and gone bankrupt so uh let me hit this one straight on you give meaning to everything you see 
and where we want to get aligned in understanding our past, the failures, setbacks, mistakes, successes, defining moments, and historical relevances is we want to make sure that we're looking for the light, the love, and the lessons in the failure, setbacks, pain, mistakes, successes, defining moments, and historical relevances. So if we look for the light, the love, and the lessons, then we're going to give a meaning to losing over $100 million and going bankrupt, to put me in a trajectory to promote and protect me towards the trajectory of where I think I want to be or better. See, most people give the wrong meaning, and meaning is the only limitation of the past. See, the past is infinite. If you want to go back 100 million years, close your eyes, and you can go back 100 million years. But you will be limited by the meaning of your past if you don't make it one of promotion promotion, and 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 protection most people they look at the failure mistakes setbacks like losing over 100 million dollars and going bankrupt and they make themselves punished i'll never be able to start a business i'll never be able to buy a house I'll, dude seven, 17 years ago right i took a meaning of losing everything and i turned that meaning into i'm going to empower over a billion people to be happy not only am i going to make a ton of money and live in abundance I'm gonna help a ton of people and have a ton of fun and empower them to do the same. I'm gonna change the world because I lost everything because that is an investment of an expansion of who I am. This occurrence, this life circumstances are not my life. The meaning I give the life circumstances determining what my life is going to be like, it's going to determine the trajectory in which I'm going to create outcomes better than I can imagine. But I am going to make sure every day in the what, the who, the how, the now, and the why of my day that the first thing is make sure my meaning of the past, the failure, setbacks, mistakes, successes, defining moments, historical relevances are all aligned with protecting and promoting me to a brighter, better future. And the only way we can do that is use three lenses in giving that meaning. So any mistake, failure, setback that I have in the past, I'm looking at going, how can I be more productive because of it? How can I provide more value? How can I be more accessible because of it, accessible to others that are relative to me and access what I want, receive what I want? And most importantly, how can I be more grateful of the past? How can I appreciate my past? Oh, find the light, the love, and the lessons, and now I appreciate, I add value to my own life in the trajectory of where I think I want to be or better. You see, how appreciation reconciles the past and the future is that gratitude for what we have, finding the light, the love, and the lessons, it frees us to have gratitude for the future, which gratitude for the future, by the way, if we have gratitude for what we don't see yet or we're not aware of yet, if we're gr grateful for a future we don't have, that's called faith. And that faith is what allows you to leverage your intellect, your intuition, and gives you the inspiration to live in a world of more than enough of everything for everyone, to not live in fear, to not limit yourself, because you will never overachieve your own self-image, I promise you, and you will never have a high self-image if you're beating yourself up and punishing yourself for the mistakes, failures, setbacks that you've had, because if you're expanding and growing, if you're a real player, you're gonna miss more shots than you make, like Michael Jordan, and you're gonna feel resentful and offended and guilty for the shots you don't take because you've given a meaning to the path saying, don't take the shot because you may miss it. Bullshit. 
Give the meaning to the past and the trajectory where you think you want to be in the future. Use your intellect, your intuition, and your inspiration. And I promise you, you will, you will achieve the world of more than enough for you and me and everyone else that you're trying to help. Boom. Your mic is on fire right now. <laughs> this is why I love Dave, because he brings so much energy to the to the stage every single time. Uh, Dave, I know you got to, I know you got to jump here soon. Um, if you guys want to stick around, we'll give out, uh, a copy of his book. Uh, make sure you give him a follow here. Uh, also give him out some, some coins. We just wrote out our in-app currency. So you'll be able to earn earn some money here on Entra. And then, uh, we're going to be announcing it next week, but yeah, you'll be able to cash out the coins that you earn on Entra to your Stripe account. And then we'll want other payout options as well. But uh, make sure you follow Dave at uh, David Meltzer on socials. Uh, We'll drop the link also to his community here on Entra as well for all the updates and everything else. Uh, Dave, any last words, anything else you want to share or anything new on your end that you want to talk about? Look, we're traveling the world doing meetups and VIP dinners, huge events, all you got to do is email me, david at dmelzer.com. If it's free, it's we. So email me and follow me and use Entra. Invite more people in this community. I'm going to be back. I'm a huge, huge fan of Michael and the community. So invite me back. Thank you, everyone. I got to jump. Peace, Dave. Thank you so much. Cheers. Have a great weekend. Be kind to your future self. Do good deeds. Amazing. Amazing. Thanks so much, Dave. Really appreciate it, man.